This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. I'm p- talking right now with Bill Deal from BBK, uh, the CEO of BBK, a, a, a really a turnaround company, right? I mean, isn't that your specialty is helping companies in distress get turned around? Our ability, our focus is on positive, proactive help to help companies restructure themselves. As uh, everybody knows in this business right now, yes, GM, Ford, and Chrysler are in trouble. Ford maybe less so. Suppliers definitely stressed right now. What kind of advice are you giving to supplier companies as to how to try to hold on for another year or two until the market comes back? Well, I, I think right now it's very difficult. I think the issue is, is if you look at volumes, volumes are down. Those aren't coming up uh, until the market stabilizes uh, and we open up credit. Um, from a cost standpoint, m- many of their costs continue to rise. The only thing they could do right now is to really focus on improving their efficiency, improving their effectiveness, to basically be able to manage themselves through the slowdown. Uh, there are going to be many companies that are going to disappear because they don't have the ability, either through a capital structure or through their lenders, to basically survive going forward. But I think the ones that are going to survive, if they can focus on their cost, focus on efficient, effective operations, that uh, things will be better once volumes come back and the credit markets open up. Bill, as you say, though, some aren't going to make it through. What happens to the auto industry at that point? Because as you're well aware, if you're missing just one critical component in a car, you can't build them. I mean, you, you can't sell a car with, I'll make up an example, without a crankshaft right. or without a steering system. What happens to those suppliers who don't survive? Will others come in and buy it or what? I think you are seeing and going to see a resurgence of capital equity into the market, into the automotive sector, because I don't believe anybody thinks that the automotive industry in North America is going to disappear. It will come back. It will come back a little differently, but I think it will come back stronger. You are going to see the continuation, the consolidation of the supply base, and many of those suppliers are going to be consolidated up into the various segments, and there'll be a stronger, more financially viable supplier at the end of the day in those segments. But it is a high risk and concern to all of the OEMs, at least the ones we represent, as to how do they maintain their supply base in what is such a critical and fragile marketplace today based on the low volumes. I imagine anybody who does survive this is going to have the greatest pickings to go in and buy out those kind of suppliers that may not be able to make it. I think you're seeing some of that start right now is the opportunity if you have capital and you have the vision that you you can go in there and look to how do you create a much larger supplier out of what you have right now. As long as you have high quality, good delivery, you're willing to work with the OEs and there are many suppliers out there that are willing to do that. The OEs are looking for those suppliers to figure out for the suppliers that can't make it how they roll, roll them in to create a more viable supply base in the future. Let, let, let's switch over to uh, the OE side a minute. Uh, there was talk of a car czar being nominated to oversee this restructuring process to assure that the taxpayer money is not being wasted. It, it didn't happen, but what I'm wondering is, and I, I'm asking you, how do you uh, maneuver through these legal problems of franchise laws with dealers, of union contracts, of uh, other legal obligations that you have that 
were you to go chapter 11, you could walk away from all this stuff. But maybe you don't want to go chapter 11 because the market drops out from under you. Well, I think if you look at it, and we put out a study along with AEG um, up in Lansing uh, a couple of weeks ago that identified that to the taxpayer, a bankruptcy would cost the taxpayer four times more than an out-of-court workout of the OEs. So we are a strong proponent that bankruptcy is the wrong option for the automotive. I have actually am a supporter of a car czar with very specific role. One, we don't need a nursemaid for the automotives. I think the executives and the executive teams are doing a very good job of restructuring the automotive. They don't need somebody to watch over them. What we could use is a facilitator that has the backing of the government that could help the automotives leverage the other constituencies to get to the deal that needs to be done to stabilize the automotive industry. In that role where you have a car czar that really understands manufacturing, isn't politically motivated to just carry on some specific agenda like we've seen to date with unfortunately our, our um, policymakers, but somebody that understands the automotive market, understands manufacturing, and can help facilitate with the leaders a successful conclusion and bring the cloud of the government with them would be a perfect thing to help us get out of this mess. Somebody who's from the outside, who's kind of uh, neutral to all parties, an arbitrator, that sort of thing? Exactly. Uh, but it's got to be somebody. I mean, you look at Alan Mulally comes into the automotive. I think he's done a very nice job in Ford. He wasn't from the automotive uh, arena but he understands manufacturing. I think someone with that, and if, if you need somebody impartial, there's a lot of folks out there that have that kind of background, but it's really bringing the clout of the U.S. government to help facilitate some of these discussions uh, to get it done. Any ideas who that might, might fill that role? And you, know, you don't have to name names. What I'm getting at is that Congress is going to want somebody they know and trust. They don't seem to know anybody in manufacturing. Right. Uh, well, I, I, to be honest, I don't think they've take, taken the time to really work through it and understand the industry, which is a little sad uh, for all of us. But I think if they could take the time, there are plenty of people out there that I think would fill that role. Uh, and they may actually be in the automotive segment uh, that have that impartiality that can bring it to bear. But, you know, I, I'm not sure that you need that person, but if you're going to bring that person in, I think with those kind of requirements, you can provide a lot of help to the automotives to get done the agenda that they have to get done in the next two months. And what's your gut feel? How, how's this all going to go? You, you got a crystal ball here? I, I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, I believe, again, I think they've done a lot of what's being asked for already. Uh, I think they have the opportunity to get there. I think President Bush has done a very nice job uh, in setting the stage for the automotives to, to go out there and, and allowing everybody to understand what the backdrop will be if they aren't able to accomplish it. So I think there's a lot of incentive on everybody's part, and I believe that President-elect Obama will follow that same agenda because it is in the best interest of the U.S. to make sure that we have a strong manufacturing industry and we do not see bankruptcy as a viable option. Well, good. I hope you're right on that one. But You and me both. Bill Deal from uh, BBK, thanks so much for coming in and giving us your thoughts on where this is all going. Not a problem. Thank you for having me.